right. Insert Super Fun here, episode 36. Uh, nice. Take two. <laughs> Normal. I have the microphone plugged in. <laughs> Only us. 37 is going to be our real number. <laughs> it's going to be the good one. Episode 36 is already off the rails. Um, you met, We had a really good conversation about quarantine that we will not repeat. Nope. So, and sorry. Also, I deleted it. So. Yeah. So, sorry, everyone. It's lost. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But you know what? I'm just happy that you and I can be in the same room recording this podcast. Yeah. I know. The doing it through Zoom I didn't enjoy. No. I mean I I think that you slacked off with your research. <laughs> Since then, I know. I really have I have no research for this one. I I mean honestly I kind of feel like those episodes were a little bit more um it deeper. Yeah. Like, more introspective, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I agree. No, I was thinking about that today. Like, maybe we were both trying to impress each other. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. After, after 15 years, yeah. let's really... Now, now I really need now Allison. Now that I can't be in the same room as Now I need Allison to really see who I am. <laughs> well, who I am is, I'll do a little bit of work, and then I get tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> stop. <laughs> but honestly, like, the path, the last movie... Um, Aquaman. Aquaman. There really wasn't like Aquaman. There wasn't a lot of stuff, just because I think now we're getting into the movies where they've had the specific people already. Mm -hmm. So there's no not a lot of new. Like I mean, this movie has a few new people, but you still you know Margot uh, Margot Robbie was always going to be Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, Jason Jason Momoa. Yeah. It's not in this movie. No, no, but Jason Momoa was always going to be Aquaman. Oh, okay. And we've known that for a while. Because yeah, I think I when think... I did the Superman and we talked about Batman and Wonder Woman, we talked about people who could possibly have been them. Yeah. Per my research. Mm -hmm. I really didn't per find... I didn't. I didn't really find a lot of that for mm -hmm. this. Well, and I think those episodes, too, they were the start of, of this DC. series yes. that we were doing. Yep. And... With how passionate you are about DC, yeah, um, I think that you had—I don't want to say more interest, but like more passion about it. Yeah, and then we hit a run of movies <laughs> that just made me just not really feel like I cared. <laughs> Didn't even want to go on, you know. And so, yeah, so I, I think that—that's why my research mm -hmm. has kind of taken. Yeah, off. that's that's why. why. That's what we'll say. But so we're talking about actually the last movie so far in the DCEU. Mm -hmm. um, Birds of Prey, retitled Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Yeah. Because not enough people... it was originally Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Right. And then they had to put Harley Quinn... Fantabulous. Sorry. That's all right. Of one Harley Quinn. <laughs> oh. But that... It's really... It's literally right in front of me and I can't even look at and it. And I think the opening weekend was so bad that they then needed to put Harley Quinn's name in the front of so it. Bad, well, so... I was looking at the, the numbers. Trailers were awesome. Yeah, the trailers were awesome, but I was looking at the. I, I I also think it has to. COVID had to play a part. It was the It came out beginning of February, where other countries were already going through oh, this that's stuff. True. Like, and I just kind of have it's a to global box office. Yeah, because technically they didn't even break even. Overall. Overall, based on what their numbers, so it grossed worldwide. Two hundred and one million, mm -hmm. but their break-even point was two fifty to three hundred million. Wow, that's bad. But yeah, that's bad. Like, like at first, I was like, "Well, no," but that's not what they paid for it. But then i I don't think about like when I think budget, I don't think about like marketing, marketing, yeah. advertising, all of that stuff. And so, because the budget was, I think, I want to say the budget wasn't even that much. Yeah, the budget was. 82 to 100 million. That's which crazy for a superhero. Movie. Also felt super low to me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, to see that to break even, they needed to make about between 250 and 300, and they only made 200. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, it's low. And the thing is, this is not a bad movie. Mm -mm. Like, even watch, I really, I well, enjoy yeah, it. Harley Quinn is a popular character. Right. So, I, I mean, I have to believe a couple of, and, and Aquaman was big. Uh huh. That's the thing. Aquaman was big. And Shazam was big. Mm -hmm. Like, Shazam did really well. And people were actually, not us, but people were really positive about Aquaman. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't understand I don't why, but but, and, but then Shazam is a good movie. Like right. Shazam's a movie I will watch again. Mm-hmm. Like I, Aquaman, I'm good, but um, Shazam, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Like it's a good movie, it's and that was yeah. the last one before this. So I'm really I, I don't know. I have to believe. I have to believe though it's a mix of people just being eh with DC now just because the movies haven't been great. Wait, so when did it come out? February. February what? Uh, 7th. Because, yeah, it was the first week of February because we were, we were watching, we saw the trailers, we saw the trailers. I don't know what you're talking about. Wasn't the Oscars early that year and didn't we see the trailers for this during the Oscar movies? Maybe. I just, I think so. Yes. Yeah, we definitely saw the trailer for this in the Oscar movies yeah. that we were watching. Because it was super early yeah. this year, mm-hmm. the Oscars. And so then we went and we saw this. And we saw this in February. But also... That also shocks me. I feel like we saw this... A long time ago? No. Also not that long ago? Yeah, I didn't think February. Um. Okay, so... Do you think you know what? that... I can look back and see exactly when we saw this. Um. Do you think that... The lead up to this movie was a little bit more muted than other movies in this series. I don't think so because I have I saw a thousand trailers. Yeah, there were a lot of trailers. and posters and yeah. like I, I mean I saw a lot. Yeah, maybe I'm just looking back at it through a COVID lens. Yeah, because, because what I was thinking was like if we saw it in like the first or second week of February, if that's when it because we didn't we know, didn't see it when it no first I know came we saw it late because we were like oh we need to see that it's right. coming out this and weekend. And I think you were doing something. I don't know working or something. Doing or, something being <laughs> unimportant. Um, <laughs> Not being committed but to I'm this podcast because we went into lockdown here in New York um, the second the, weekend of March right so like March 13th so, 14th because the last movie we saw was Emma right for your birthday yeah yeah um, so but we were but before that California and Washington like right. the west coast was already starting to shut down right. so I would agree with that but I think at the same time as like at that time we weren't really thinking of COVID no, but I have to believe other states were. And well, not, I meant like... Not even other states. Because I remember talking to somebody about right. the fact that it wasn't doing well and it wasn't... And they changed the name of it. Like, I, re- I talked to Casey about it. And I don't remember bringing it up as, oh, other states are in lockdown. Right. For well, I also think it just wasn't doing well, too. Okay. Like, I, I think some of it was COVID, but I think some of it was also just. I, I think. Do you think it's because it's it's female superheroes? I mean, I think that's part of it. Um, I think that's not going to get the same crowd, yeah. sadly. That which the small deck basement dwellers, right? Who are just like, oh, you know, like I mean, uh, I, and I didn't realize this because um, Captain Marvel did so well. People, like, they I mean, and I should have just assumed because men are assholes and stupid. Like, people were just, like, really, like, going out, rotting, rotting tomatoes yeah. and saying negative reviews, even before it came out, mm-hmm. just because it was a few... They did a little bit of the same thing with Wonder Woman. I don't too. remember that for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing stuff about that for Captain Marvel, but I just don't remember Wonder Woman. And I just mm-hmm. didn't know because Wonder Woman was so much more mm-hmm. popular. But Harley Quinn is super popular. Right. So I, I don't know. And I also think part of the Harley Quinn thing was also Suicide Squad was so bad. Yeah. That, I mean, even though she was good in it, mm-hmm. Suicide Squad was so bad that maybe. Well, and I wonder too if people, um, like those, you know, basement dwelling right. people, like if they had a reaction to seeing a movie with Harley Quinn without the Joker. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, obviously with Suicide Squad, the Joker is in it uh, not as much as he should have been, but he's in it a little bit, but also she's completely surrounded by dudes the whole movie. Right. So. Right. And, like, I don't. Well, anyone who knows anything about the comics knows that Birds of Prey is always a female team. Right. So. Yeah, but I mean, like. But how many of those dudes read that comic? You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Like, I'm sure that they read the... They know what it is. Comics yes. that, you know, oh, yeah. and they 
like their only interaction with Harley Quinn is in the Joker, like the Batman comics, right. and like you right. know, no, I agree. Joker centric. Right, I, I like they're just, not going to watch like the Harley Quinn cartoon or read right. the Birds of Prey comics. Right. Well, yeah, I I think there was a, or the old show. I think that it's yes. I think that it's a female because it's a female led cast with a female director and everything like that. I think mm-hmm. some people just get a fucking. Be up their bonnets right. because of that, and ooh, why couldn't it go to a man? Right. Well, men have a lot of opportunities. <laughs> Let's you know, and why? I mean, well, and with Wonder Woman, she's surrounded by men in that movie, right? So it's it's just her, right? And so it's led by a woman, but right. really she's surrounded by dudes right. in that movie. And then with Captain Marvel, you like a lot, like the uh, trailer, right. Was very female empowerment, right? But I think I think Captain Marvel was still directed by a man. Mm-hmm. While Wonder Woman was directed by a yeah. woman, and I think you get if you have a female-led cast, I feel like you need a female director. I just feel like there's just there's things about it mm-hmm. that you know that men don't understand. Like I, I don't know. I just think you need someone who understands the people they're working with mm-hmm. a little better to be able to do that because we see what men think of women mm-hmm. and how men direct women, and yeah. It's like men have made men have made good female characters good. Like, like I think. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think. Like, if you really think about it, Black Widow, Josh Whedon knew what he was doing with Black Widow, and if you look at her, Black Widow from Iron Man Two, and how just eh of a character it was to. What he wrote for her at Avengers, mm-hmm. it was a better character. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew, like... Well, as, kn- as problematic as John yes, is, he knows he how to write women. women. Well, yeah. Right, and that's the whole thing. And so, I think the problems with a lot of these superhero movies, too, is they don't really get even men who know how to write women well. Mm-hmm. Or direct women. And I just think, if you have a cast that's... The entire, the entire team is a female-led team, you should have a female director. You know, they will write a woman better. They will, you know, there's nuance Mm -hmm. that they understand better than men do. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't even explain it because I'm a man and I don't understand. (laughs) But it's also the same thing. The nuance being a woman. (laughs) But also, I mean, I don't want straight men writing gay-led comedies or gay-led shows or movies just because they don't understand the experience. I don't understand the experience of being a woman. You know, so I probably shouldn't really write a movie that's about women. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I don't think straight guys should be writing. Straight people should be writing a lot about what it's like being a gay person mm-hmm. because they don't know. You know, yeah. and it's just like I mean, I understand people can write about things they don't under, they don't know. Like, there's no real superheroes, mm-hmm. so. You know, we can't get an alien to write a sci-fi movie. Yeah. I understand that stuff, but I just think... I think it... I don't... I think in 2020 now, we should... We probably shouldn't be interrupting. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Well, that's never going to change. No, I get what you're saying. My argument is that it depends on the type of story. For instance... There's Allison always defending the straight white men. (laughs) What about the cis white men? No, but I think it depends on the type of story that you're trying to tell. For instance, Birds of Prey. This movie, at the core, is about, in the original title, the emancipation of Harley Quinn. Her whole... Like, her whole life since... Meeting the Joker has been about mm-hmm. the Joker. Even before that, she references her dad was an alcoholic. Right. Who, so her whole life has been framed by men, but she kept going back to her dad, right? Like mm-hmm. she, you know, he kept selling her for a six pack or whatever, right. and she kept coming back. But so her whole life has been framed by men, and for the first time, she says it in the movie, for the first time, she's out on her own. Mm-hmm. A man would not be able right. to, you know, also to tell this story because I agree because the fundamental experience of being a woman dependent on men can never be understood right. by a man. Same with Wonder Woman, coming from a 
an island of just women and being around women and having her experiences with men but having to stand up to men and things like that, a man couldn't write, how does a woman stand up to a man Mm -hmm. and be, you know, be like assertive to a man, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just think you needed Patty Jenkins, Mm -hmm. you know, view on it, you know? You need... Yeah, I, I don't remember the... I feel bad. I don't know the director but so, of this so movie. So, for instance, um, it's Kathy Ann. Kathy Ann. Um, for instance, you brought up Black Widow. Right. So, Black Widow, yes, she has that part in um, that movie. Which one? Age Which? of Ultron? Yes. Where um, she has the whole, like, flashback to her lady parts yeah. getting ripped out and all that. But other than that, like, Black Widow's experience is more about... Uh, I'm going to fuck this up. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> curious to see what this Well, I, So, in the first Avengers, mm-hmm. for instance, like, her, her experience is losing Clint Barton who is a very good friend of hers because he brought her out of what she was doing before, which was being an assassin and not necessarily working for the good guys. Right. right? That's not a specifically female experience. Right. So that's why you could have, you know, if you had a Black Widow movie that was, if, if Avengers was more Black Widow focused, you would still be okay with having a dude direct that movie. Right, but I'm curious now about the Black Widow movie that's going to go into her past mm-hmm. um, and some of those real issues. Yeah, but so I guess my whole... My well, I'm whole, just looking to see if it's a woman director. Okay. Well, so my point yeah. is it all depends on the type of story that you're trying to tell. If you're yeah. trying to tell a specifically female story where it's you know focused specifically on a female experience, then yes, it should be a female director, female writers... Um, obviously you can have dudes in the room, you know, there should always be dudes and there should always be women no, a writer, there should always be diverse. Nothing's written in a vacuum. Yeah. Like, Unless it's something that's written by men. <laughs> right. right. I, no, I agree. I don't think anything should be written in a vacuum. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I mean, it should be helmed and led by women. Do you not like the word helmed? No, I do. I'm, I'm just looking at the black one. Okay. Female director. Okay. But it's written by men. Okay. Oh, no. Sorry. thought that was a man name. Oh! <laughs> it's written... Is it an ethnic name? No. Okay. No. I was like, I don't know if we want to go there on this show. No, so I thought it was Jake, but it's Jack. It's J-A-C. Okay. Who I is just, it? I, I... Jack who? Schaefer. Okay. I don't so know who she is. I, no. Not on her Wikipedia. Okay. That's all it says. So I just didn't know. <laughs> But but it's Who cares but it's written, but it's written by a man and a woman. Okay, you know, but and that's and a female director, and I think that's good because it's a female led movie. Mm-hmm. Like I just I think that stuff's important. I think rep, represent. I, so well, I don't no. want to be controversial, and I don't want. I know you disagree with me, but I think representation's important. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that you get into you get into a weird sort of counterproductive argument when you say that any movie whose like main character's woman should like needs to be directed by a woman I don't think that's always the case I think if you have if you have a movie that is led by a woman and is specifically about female experiences it should definitely be directed by a woman I the so same I, thing I with, don't like, agree because I think if there is a well now you're saying that only that that men can't empathize with or work with a woman, which I think that oh, no, they I just said the lead. No, they can have. They need to have a woman, a female in the writers' room who is leading it with someone. That's fine. I, I think people can do things together. Mm-hmm. I just think don't don't have these writer rooms of just men. Oh, 100%. and things like that. And I in think any situation, in any, it doesn't matter what the movie is about. I agree, what the TV show but that's is about, the way it's, there should always be right. different points. No, of I agree. View in the but I think show. you always have. I think in a writer's room, I've never been in a writer's room. What even is this episode right now? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I just think you know, I think like when they have something about who wrote a movie, 
it's always one or two people, but there's also other people who oh, take it out. right. Yeah. And so I think one of those two main people should be represented, like yeah. sh- should represent. So have a, a man and a woman, or you know, I just think it depends on what the movie's about. Like the movie Love Simon, mm-hmm. it needed to be written and directed by someone who was gay. Yeah, because I just don't think it would have. I've seen enough gay stories written by straight men. And it's, or even straight women, just straight people in general, and it's very different, you know. And so that's why I just I think it's important. Like Black well, Widow saying, is about if the, if the 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 focus is on an experience specifically by a gay man right. or you know a, an Asian person right. or um, women or you know a trans person, whoever is leading that right. should be someone. Who has ex- the same or similar experience? Well, yeah, but a female-led superhero movie is about that female experience, just as a superhero. But, but that's what I'm saying. Right. That's 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 my thought. But again, like for Avengers, you know, I mean, I this... think I, I agree with what you're saying specifically for superheroes. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, like something like if you look at the movie Marriage Story, you know, I think wasn't it? Um, wasn't a Obama? Yeah, but didn't he have somebody who was writing with him? A part he's married to. Got a Okay, she didn't write it. I thought he had a writing partner. Well, he probably did, doing, yeah. But I'm it was just saying mostly because, his experience, though. He he was the Adam Driver character. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so now you're just fucking spouting off about shit that you don't know. Well, no, I didn't know that, but also, but yeah, but how is he supposed to correctly write the Scarlett Johansson character? Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't deal with it from a female point of view, of being divorced and being a single mother. He's never been a single mother. Like, it's... You don't know. But it's it's those type of things where, you know, and I mean, I think from seeing that movie, I thought it played both sides. Yeah. Wow. I just... My this this is not about birds of prey right now. No. I think what I'm trying to say is that not every movie needs to have like not every movie is deep enough to need the sort of scrutiny in the director. Right. That we're I, I just about. think we just I think we're both saying representation is important. Yeah. And I just think the writer rooms should be diverse. Because like for like because, Iron Man. Right. Do you have to have a dude in no, charge who's right. like kind of an alcoholic no, playboy? You're right. I, <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? No, right. But I just I think I think the big problem is the writer of the rooms. Like I think because I mean you look at the early two thousands mm-hmm. TV shows and movies, and it's obvious there weren't any gay men in the writers' rooms mm-hmm. because of the way gay characters were written. Right. It's just yeah. like, you know, it's those type of things. You can tell when there's not even a woman in the writer's room because mm-hmm. of the way the female characters mm-hmm. on the show are written. Yeah. You're just like, oh, no, this is from what five to ten white dudes, yeah. straight white dudes think. And then, so I think that's what it, I think. I'm just, it's nice to see mm-hmm. that a movie that is about a female, a, a woman going through a breakup and trying to find herself mm-hmm. was written and directed by a female. Yes. Like, I think that's good. I can agree with that. And I think every character in the movie, I mean, even um, Renee Montoya going through of having her her credit taken by, by the man, man yeah. who was also just kind of like making her have to stand up for herself and be yeah. like, you know what, I'm out. Right. I'm done. I'm going to do my own mm-hmm. thing. Harley Quinn with her breakup. Um, Dinah trying not to... Just trying to keep her head down and... Do what she wants, but also not wanting to be her mother. Yeah. You know, not us not knowing anything, but knowing that her mother died. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, I don't want to end up like that. Yeah. So I'm just going to do what I... You know, um, um, Cassandra Cain. Uh You know, just going from foster home to foster home. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a different experience from a teenage boy to a teenage girl. Mm -hmm. And having, you know, knowing... Not knowing what the foster parents are like. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Huntress. You know, watching her entire family. I just, 
I just I'm very happy because this is all these are all very deep things that are like even backstory that we don't get into too much. Right. Like they don't get deep into Cassandra Kane's backstory. No. You know, but you're just like, okay, mm-hmm. she's going through some stuff. Right. You know, she has something going on. Mm-hmm. So so I was just I'm glad. You know, Black Widow's gonna deal with some things. Um I I think there's gonna be flashbacks. Well it's gonna deal with her, you know, not being able to have kids. Well, I don't think a man can write what it's like to someone to make the choice for you that you can't have kids. Mm-hmm. You know, those type of things. So I think it's, I, I think it's good. I think, I think representation's good. <laughs> wow, what a bold stance to take, Parker, in this I know. Well, I just, I'm really you proud know, of you. I'm yeah. really proud to be your friend. Thank you. I mean, I just, I know you hate representation, and I just want to really make it clear that on this team, at least one of us likes it and is supportive of it. Oh my god, so we have talked about this for 25 minutes and not, have not actually talked about the movie itself. But I think this is an important conversation to have, yeah. which I'm just like, oh, we didn't have this conversation in Wonder Woman over. Speaking of deep conversations, <laughs> we can have a deep conversation We can, in the we same can. Look at that. So, so yeah, so this movie is basically, the whole movie's following um, the Joker kicked Harley Quinn out. Uh, yeah. Broke up with her. She doesn't know who she is because her life with the Joker wrapped up her life. Right. Um, everything she got in life, every you know, people only respected her. Everything like that mm-hmm. because of the Joker. Um, so the movie is, you know, and she's never had any real female friends. But like, I felt like all the characters never really had any female friends. Like yeah. they acted like this was their first. Right. You know, teaming up with other women mm-hmm. and just kind of being positive about it because they well, all come from. If you think about it, mm-hmm. so you have Harley Quinn, who, like you said, mm-hmm. she's surrounded by dudes. Right. Um, you have um, Renee Montoya, whose yep. job was taken by her male partner. Right. Did you see any other female cops in there? Right. No. Exactly. Um, you have uh, Dinah Lance, who works in. Uh, Black Mac. Roman's uh, yep. um, club, and that's all dudes, pretty much. Well, and Roman's not the most respectful to genius. women. Yeah, you know, exactly. I just think about that scene when he makes out one woman who was she. She was laughing really, really loud. loud, but but he needed, but he maybe went a little bit. But he needed to shame her. Yeah, like that was his, like he yeah. was not a he was a misogynist. Right, like he was not a. Well, good and person. then you have. Um, Helena Bertinelli yep. who um, so her family was murdered looks like she had a good relationship with her mom but then her family was murdered right. and she was raised by one of the goons that saved her life right. and his dad and brother I think yeah. trained her Church. so she, again she's surrounded by women even, right. or men right. even though for that that was a, a positive right. with dudes but um, yeah so like all these people are all these women are surrounded by men. Right. And not good men. N- not always, no. Uh, most of them. I mean, yes, the goon saved her, but he was also part of murdering her family. <laughs> so, I just, I don't believe that that family's good. I <laughs> so, I mean, we're all just like, oh, she forgave oh. him because he saved her, but he was still there. Imagine if that <laughs> goon only partially killed everyone. Oh, no. <laughs> then she's he'd be like, oh, I just love that he, she, I mean, I know she was a little kid, so she grew attached to him, but it's just so funny, because I'm just like, well, no, he was still part of murdering your family. I also really liked, like, her windbreaker tracksuits. Oh, I hated them. Really? Yeah. I I just, I wanted the Huntress costume. You got it at the end. You did. No, I I did. I was very happy with that. (laughs) I was okay with that. But, yeah, no, so, yeah, so, this entire movie, Harley Quinn is... The hero of the story. Mm-hmm. She's the one we're following. She's the one who needs to bring everyone together. She's the linchpin of the movie. I think they did... I think they did a very good job with her. It's funny that this came out now because it's very similar to the Harley Quinn of the car- new cartoon mm-hmm. um, on DC Universe. Like, it's very... That's... What Harley Quinn is also doing. Joker broke up with her. Yeah. I mean, Joker's in it more, mm-hmm. but she's standing. She's trying to prove herself. Yeah. That I don't need the Joker to be able to be who I am, and this is who I am. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 very nice that this seems to be the Harley Quinn now. Mm-hmm. That pe- you know, it's not just put in and 
I'll do whatever you want and everything like that. It's more her standing up for herself and trying to figure out who she is. And a lot. I, I don't know about the comics mm-hmm. that much. I do know that in the comics recently, the jo- I think the Joker did break up with her in the comics as well mm-hmm. because he got a new person. Ooh. Her name is, I want to say, Punchline. Um, but she's like this ninja assassin, but he, yeah, he has a new like arm candy too. And ah. do, yeah, and a new like best lady. And so I know there, I saw just previews. I haven't, I haven't been reading recent comics with that stuff, but I saw previews of her and, um, punchline and Harley fighting. Hmm. So it's just like, so even in the comics, so I think that tends to be now what people are doing mm-hmm. with Harley Quinn, which I think is good because she was almost very... The obedient lapdog of yeah. the Joker. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. And he was always abusive. I mean, he's the Joker. He's abusive. Right. But even in the cartoon, mm-hmm. like the animated cartoon and the comics and all that stuff, he was always just very mentally, verbally abusive to her. Mm-hmm. So, and physically. Hit her. In the cartoon, he would hit her with a lot of fish, Joker fish, things like that. As other shows happen, he was more violent. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so I just I so yeah, so Harley's our main character, the person we're following, and I think it I think it was good. I don't know if they could have done this story mm-hmm. without someone like her. Yeah. As the glue mm-hmm. of the story. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um I think the interesting thing is I don't think it's just about the fact that um that she broke up with the Joker. I think it's also about the fact that he was the only relationship she had in her life. She mm-hmm. didn't even have really any other friends. Right. Yep. So now she not only doesn't have a boyfriend. But she didn't and a even have an identity. Right. Yeah. She didn't even have friends. So like we first see her and she's like, she's in roller derby, which seems pretty natural. Yeah. And she seems to be friends with these people. But then, you know, she overhears a conversation right. that they're having about her. And she kind of like runs away from that. Which is why we don't hang out with other people. But it's also really interesting to see that she, even though she's, you know, crazy and not a good person. Right. <laughs> even though she's the she's hero of this still story. still like reaching out and right. like wanting to be, like she makes friends with that um, guy Doc. That gives her the apartment. Till he betrays her. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Um, no, yeah. She... Well, and it's nice that Doc wants to take care of her. Like, he almost has, like, a father figure thing until he... Yeah. Betrays her. Betrays her. Yeah. Which is... So parents (laughs) do, apparently. Yeah. But, I don't know. So, first of all, um, I think this movie was, again, very well cast. Mm -hmm. Not just that, but, like... um, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Chris oh, no. Messina. Yeah. These are like... I don't want to say minor characters because they're the villains. But, like, they were excellent. Yeah. Well, no, and, like, Black Black Mask was big for certain runs in the comic. Batman comic, but not really known. He's Like, I don't think there's cartoons. So it was kind of a with, random pick? Yeah, with Black Mask. But I do know... Um, uh, Victor Zazu. Zaz. Zaz. You know, Zazu. Yeah, I like that. Ooh, Zazu. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm gay. I think there's an <laughs> but, actress whose name is Zazu. Is there? No, I'm gonna look it up. But uh, Victor Zaz, um, I know he is known most from. Um, again, I don't think the cartoons at all, but he was. Comics. Um, apparently Zazu is the bird from for, Lion King. But comics, um, he had a really, I think he had a really big part in the Arkham Asylum games. That people know him from if you played any of the Arkham Asylum games. And then I knew. I did not. I know. I'm saying generally. And then I think he was, and I didn't watch Gotham, but I think he was big in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Because when I googled his name, the Gotham guy who played him popped up a lot. Oh, okay. So I think, you know, so... so Zazu Pitts. She, she was a silent movie star. Oh, I don't know. that's not who I was thinking of. Well, that's embarrassing. Well, but anyway, <laughs> you know? but like, the two villains are P- 
people who aren't as known, I would think. Victor Zaz was in... Was he in one of the um, Arrowverse? Maybe. I know I, I, I know he was in Gotham. You definitely saw a Victor Zaz. I don't know how to spell his name. Okay. Z-S-A-S-Z. Yeah. Um, he was definitely in a, a show? So he, oh, he was in Gotham. Yeah. I, oh, and he was in Batman Begins. Okay. What? The fact that you just said he was in Gotham. I've been saying that for the past five minutes. When? When I re-listened. I, I want you to re-listen. I said that I knew that he was in Gotham because oh, when I Googled maybe the, I was just... the name, the person who played him in Gotham kept popping up on my search. Oh, I thought you were talking about um, from like from an animated show or from a um, um, video game. Yeah. Because no. you were just been talking about a video so, game. When you, you listen back, don't fucking talk to me. When you listen back, you'll hear me say, just real fast, <laughs> real quick, you'll hear me say, he's not in any of the cartoons. He's known, he had a big part, I believe, in the Arkham Asylum games. He was really big in Gotham. And I didn't say the Batman Begins thing because I didn't know. But. Yeah, he was in Arkham. Yeah, such a piece of shit. <laughs> just like, yes, yeah. okay, I remember him from Gotham now. Okay, okay. what a creep. Okay, <laughs> you're such a shit. For what? <laughs> For you not listening to me when I was <laughs> saying all the points, and then you repeated me. He's from Gotham. <laughs> oh, thank you, Allison, for bringing that to my attention. <laughs> listen, I don't need to listen to my own podcast. <laughs> Yes. While so, I'm recording it. So anyway, having two villains who aren't as bi- aren't any of the big mm-hmm. rogues that people think of when they think of Batman. Mm-hmm. Like like Zass, they probably think a little bit more because he was in Gotham and things like that. But when you think Batman villains, Catwoman, Riddler, Joker, mm-hmm. you know those Mister Freeze, those are the people we whoever had Poison a movie, Ivy. Poison Ivy, Two Face, mm-hmm. all of those things, Bane. But you don't. But Zaz isn't someone who comes to my right. mind. So I think it was real. I, but I think that was smart for them to have two villains who well, aren't giant games. villains, right? Right. Because right. it's it's not like Lex Luthor who's just going to keep coming. Exactly. Back. Joker. Right. Keep well. Will eventually come back. I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's in the next Suicide Squad. But anyway, so. <clears throat> I think it, I, but I think that was good because that brought the attention because you are introducing four new hero characters. You know, Huntress, um, Black Canary, um, Renee Montoya, and Cassandra Kane aren't known in this universe. People know who Black Canary is in general, but I also think it's very ballsy of them to not have her do her scream until the end and only once. Yeah. Like, it's really like... Like, I mean, she shattered that one glass when she was singing. Mm -hmm. But to, like... I mean... We love a canary cry. (laughs) You know? That's my favorite part of Arrow and Mm any time, you know, canary was there. I love a canary cry. So to have them... I'm kind of very upset about it. (laughs) So, but I think... But I also think it was good because they built up the character and not have it just be... Her mom's legacy, her canary cry, right. those type of things. So, I, I mean, I, I think it was good for them to have two villains who weren't mm-hmm. any of the big villains. Okay. In the beginning. I agree. You know? And they played them well. <sighs> That's the thing. They played them so really the well. Cena was so creepy. Yeah. And Ian McGregor was just good. Because yeah. this character, the way that it was written, he could have gone way overboard right. with it. But... It was just, it was, it was so good. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they both did a really great job. I, yeah. Yeah, I really He was unstable, it. but also, yeah. like, oh my gosh, probably my favorite parts of the movies are when um, Harley, like, flashes back to her psychology degree mm-hmm. and, like, um, just, like, profiles people. Yeah. It's hilarious. Well, and I, I just like it because, again, we're watching... It's almost like we're watching everything through Harley's eyes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it starts in the beginning with the, you know, her history real fast. Yeah. Um, and I just... I like... What what bothered me, though, the most, and I think I said this when we were watching it, 
was they made it very clear of the Joker character from Suicide Squad, Jerry Little's Joker. So to have the drawing Joker and the backstory be the one in the suit and yeah. all that stuff, just was like, no, own what you did. Yeah. You know? But they also had her in the Harlequin outfit. Right. So and he, she didn't... Right. I mean, so she he, technically had that in Suicide Squad, but... Right. Right. It just... I don't know. I was just like, eh. Because that's the Joker I love. Mm-hmm. I love the... Well, made up Joker. You know what? I have a point to make. Yes. If your point is that the movie is being told kind of through Harley's eyes, yeah, maybe that's how, maybe she, that's saw how she sees him. And you're right. I agree. Oh my god, that's so good. Alice that was really good. <laughs> oh my god. Right. No, and that's how she yeah. saw him. So no, but you're. That's an interesting take on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Oh, you know there what? You go. Now you can accept it. We'll, we'll do that. <laughs> now, now I'm less angry about yeah, it. Yeah. There you go. Um. But yeah, no, I thought I thought it was done really well. I think, you know, we don't need to go through the plot. No. But um, I think so. Fight scenes were awesome. Fight scenes were great. So let's let's talk about just everything she did as Harley. Soundtrack was great. Soundtrack was great. Soundtrack. Will you say the point that you made when we were watching about the soundtrack? So I don't remember exactly about how the soundtrack actually felt like, like it, fit in. it fit in. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just if you, well, like in Aquaman, every song it, every song was Pipple, a Pipple version of the song, and it just was jarring. Yes, like it didn't get you excited. You were right. just like, "Why the fuck is this song right. on?" Suicide Squad, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. yeah, like it was fucking music video after music right. video, and it was just very obvious. Right. This like all the songs were great. They fit right in. They got you excited for like the fight scene yeah. or you know whatever was happening. So yeah, yeah, the soundtrack was great. Soundtrack was great. Um, so Margot Robbie was great as Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I like her as Harley Quinn. I think she's good. Everything she did, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So I liked her. Um, what about so Canary? What are your thoughts? Okay. I mean, I don't dislike her, but okay. I mean. Well, they were built. They were wow. Uh, I did not expect that. <laughs> so they were built. So they were. I, I. I feel like I don't think there's going to be a sequel. But I think they were building up where let's introduce these characters. Let's not do too much. Mm-hmm. They did. They didn't want to fill it up with too much backstory. They had to do Harley's backstory real fast. They did a quick backstory of Renee Montoya. Mm-hmm. They did a quick back. They the did Huntress, obviously. the Huntress had a slightly deeper backstory, yeah. but Cassandra Kane and. Um, Canary yeah. didn't really have too much of a backstory. Well, and I think so. I think with um, Canary, the one thing that I get confused about is when she's being introduced mm-hmm. and she's like, Harley says something about how Roman has her wrapped around his finger, mm-hmm. and I never really understood if she's supposed to be in love with him or if she's just afraid of him because. Harley makes it sound like she's in love with him, but for the most part, it looked to me like she was oh, just afraid of him. I didn't think of love. Right. And I, just I didn't think either, but no. when she said he has her wrapped, you say you, that you have somebody wrapped around your finger if, like, they're in love with you, basically. No, that's not how I see it. I think wrapped around the finger, I think of that as just control. Oh. I, I don't see it as a I, love I thing. see it as, like, a, okay. a controlling love thing. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe this whole time, yeah. my entire life, I've been misreading that. Ugh. All these, you know, wrapped around your finger had you wrapped around their finger. <laughs> um, but no, I yeah. mean, for what for what the character was, oh, I God. thought she was good. Well, I, I think, what I think, what I really liked about the character was I liked her, I think, obviously, she had a, her, her mom was good, but I think it's made, they made it sound like her, like her mom died in line of action. In the line of duty. Her, duty. Her, but her mom died when, she, you know, she... Her, sounded like her mom was a superhero. Mm-hmm. Her mom was the original Black Canary, all that types of stuff. And then, she, I'm assuming she died when she was young. Um, because she seemed to connect with Cassandra about Farstead Holmes. Mm-hmm. And then, also, she had this instinct to protect people who were being picked on. Yeah. And I, and I liked that about the character. So... Mm-hmm. So I saw more in the character than you did, apparently, um, which is fine. You're allowed not to see deep things within characters, but um, you know, I, I, I saw, I like that instinct of. I, I think they were pulling where she had, she wasn't, she couldn't, she's not ready to be the leader. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of things, I think there are times in Birds of Prey she's where a reluctant superhero, yeah. 
And I think there are times in Birds of Prey, in just the comics and things like that, where Dinah becomes the leader. You know, kind of leading things. And so I just... You know, you see Dinah as a very strong character. So I think we're watching her grow. You know, but I think we also saw parts of that... The strength that she has in the protecting other people. So I, I like that about the character. I like what they did with her. I like that they didn't go too crazy with her because I think it would have been too much. Mm-hmm. Where too much backstory for yeah. people and trying to leave us a little bit of imagination for a possible sequel mm-hmm. type things. Um, Renee Montoya. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, I thought yeah, she Rosie was... Rosie was really good. Was good. Um, so I, what I like about Renee Montoya is in the comics, she actually becomes the question. Um, and the question is, um, a weird detective superhero who, I think you may remember him a little bit from the comics, I mean from the cartoon, he has a blank face. Okay. And and is just always trying to, always... That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, but he's like a detective and things like that, and he's always... Well, now now she, she, so, she, she had this great storyline, um, years ago after, like, 10, 15 years ago during, um... After Infinite Crisis um, happened in the comics, they had this thing where Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman took a year off. Um, like Superman lost his powers, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman they took a sabbatical. Basically, <laughs> like it was. I mean, and they had this series called the new called Fifty Two, mm-hmm. and it was a weekly comic, and it fo- and that's it followed Batwoman around. And it was the introduction of Batwoman. So it's how Batwoman was introduced. Um, Renee Matoya was always around, but she was one of the main characters. The question kind of came to her with things, and then the question was dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the end of the series, she became mm-hmm. the question because they had this really great relation, friendship relationship. Because in the comics, she had a relationship with Batwoman, Kate Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very cool. It, it's, very, it's very nice. Way better than the Batwoman Sophie. Relationship, I would have really enjoyed. I would have really enjoyed Renee Montoya mm-hmm. being that lost love. Did you finish Batgirl? No, Batgirl. No, I will eventually, yeah, but yeah. Um, but like I haven't finished any of the ones. But like I'm just saying, like their relationship and their heartbreak and things like that was really good. Except for Legends, yeah. I am caught up on Legends. Well, I'm still in the third season, but I'm. Working, I'm really oh, enjoying so it. Good. But um, yeah. So I would have liked that. I think that's why the Sophie storyline really bothered me because I was like, no, I know this storyline, mm-hmm. which was good, and I don't think they ever ended up back together. But they had that just lost love yeah. thing. I mean, it's been a lot of years since I read Fifty Two, <laughs> but but I'm just saying it was really good and really enjoyable, and it was just a good version of the character. And I think they tried mm-hmm. to make this. That's my favorite version of her, and I think they tried to kind of do something similar. Yeah. Which was really nice. They kept her strong, but also down on her luck, alcoholic. Yeah. You know, heartbreak, mm-hmm. you know, with Ali Wan and, and, and things like that. It's just, it was very, but then when she, but then again, she needs to stand up for someone. Like, what's really nice is Cassandra Kane is a character that everyone needs to come around mm-hmm. to protect. Yeah. You know, she's because Renee is kind of like let the fact that she got passed over for captain, yep. and everybody kind of views her as a joke. Yep. Like, so she's kind of let herself get, she's let herself get like beat down, but at the same time, she's still doing her job, doing like, it well. She's because everyone with her keeps new idiot partner who keeps yeah. getting yeah. Who then I oh the at the end the when she decided to leave the force. Her captain took credit again yeah. for mm-hmm. for it. So it's, right. yeah, no. They did a really nice job showing her strength. Yeah. I think they did a nice job showing everyone's strength. But not as perfect characters. Right. Not as perfect people. Mm-hmm. And I think I really like that. But they still have, like, in innate... Well, I guess Dinah and... Well, I guess the Huntress, too. But they have this, like, innate sense of needing to help people. Yeah, because I think... Doing good. If Huntress didn't have that, she wouldn't have stayed. Mm-hmm. She could have... Her list was done. Yeah. She could have left. She didn't have to stay with them and help. But I think hearing them being like, no, we need to protect this person. She's like, you know what? Okay. Well, and I think, you know, it kind of And the Huntress is a character, too, in all the stuff that, like, Arrowverse and stuff. It's very back and forth. Yeah. You know? Well, I think the Huntress is a character that needs a mission. Yes. And so when her list is done, 
She needs another mission. She's very Batman-y, too. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, I gotta do what I have to do. Right. Even though Batman had a rule of no killing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... Interesting. No, I <laughs> yeah, but I but I think you're kind of watching her hero journey, maybe. Yeah, you know, maybe she'll get that type of code. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, I just I think I think I, I think it was good. I I liked what they did with all. There's no one I didn't like. Again, like I said, like I don't. I think it would have been too much if they went too much into Cassandra Kane's backstory or um, Diana's backstory. Stories that correctly. Need, and that needed to be done exactly. for this movie. I wish there was going to be another one. I don't think there's going to be. Yeah. Um, especially if it didn't make its money. Yeah. Like, break even. But I really like this movie. Like, this was a really enjoyable movie. It's very movie. enjoyable. Yeah. And it was nice to have this be the next movie after Shazam. Because mm-hmm. Shazam was also a good movie. Yeah. And so it made me feel like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe they're kind of, you know, as excited as I am about the Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's vision is gone. They're not... The DC Universe doesn't care about that anymore. Right. So they're now doing their own thing. I mean, I think even though everything's in, still in a connected universe, I think everything's going to be in a connected universe but separate. Yeah. You know, I think... Because Wonder not, Woman... They're not... They, they blew their chance to, to do the what Marvel's done. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I... Because I don't see... Like, even though Wonder the first Wonder Woman movie started in present, ended, like, right before Justice League type situation... I don't, I don't see how... 84 can be connected? Yeah, I just don't yeah. see how 84 can be connected in the way that it starts after Justice League. Because where are they now? Yeah. Like, we just... I don't know. It's like the Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman characters mm-hmm. in the present. It's weird. Where do they go after Justice League? But then... Aquaman took place after Justice I don't know. I just don't know what they're doing because they're so disjointed. Mm-hmm. And I hate not knowing. <laughs> like, at least with Marvel, we can see a plan. Yeah. And we can see, okay. Or even they've earned our trust mm-hmm. to be like, you know what? You tell us what we need to know. Yeah. And that type of thing. So I am curious. One cool thing I'm talking about, Wonder Woman real fast, is... So I heard that um, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah is actually going to be Cheetah. Like, full female... Cat, which I am so excited. Like genetically, all, well, cat. like so the character is a normal person who then gets experiments done and becomes like. And I just, I haven't seen any trailers for it, but I heard on one of my podcasts that they were talking about the trailer and they were saying that in the trailer she's wearing just like a cheetah leather jacket, a cheetah jacket no just like a jacket that's uh cheetah, cheetah print. print thank you Jesus i couldn't Christ. think of the time like cheetah leather like so hard but a cheetah so she was like a cheetah girl right <laughs> <laughs> but like i think um i think um patty jenkins says no she's gonna be a cheetah woman like she's gonna a woman who is also a cheetah, cheetah which i'm very excited i'm very happy they're doing that like and they're not just saying what they tend to do with things of being like, no, it's just someone who likes cheetahs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very excited. She's just for really into the aesthetic. <laughs> but isn't that kind of what they do sometimes when they just want to throw a bone to like a superhero person? And like, I mean, Marvel did it well with Mandarin, but Mandarin in the comics collects rings that have mystical powers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. They did a great job with what they chose yeah. to do with the Mandarin, and if that's what they're going to do. But it's just like they throw a bone to be like, look at this person called Cheetah really likes cheetahs. <laughs> Everything's Cheetah. Look at their car. It's Cheetah print. Right. But I'm very glad like she's going to actually be like a Cheetah person. I'm very excited about that. Um, so do we want to, since we're done with the movies, do we want to rate rank them? Like right now? I mean... I did not prepare. I didn't either. I just don't want to do a whole half episode about ranking these. I mean, I feel like what I said last episode, where it's basically there's nine of them, right? I don't know. It's basically Wonder Woman. It's number one. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about actual best movies versus like, I don't know. No, we're just talking about these nine movies. All right, so Wonder Woman, Shazam, Mm -hmm. Birds of Prey, Man of Steel, everything else. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Wonder Woman is my number one. Shazam, obviously, Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey, Man of Steel. I agree. Um, After Man of Steel, I know last is Suicide Squad. 
I would probably put Aquaman, I guess, after, after Man of Steel. Be, no, I'm going to say Batman versus Superman okay. after Man of Steel because there are parts I enjoyed more than Aquaman. Then Aquaman, Justice League, Justice yeah. League, and then Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It feels like something's missing. It, it does feel like something's missing, but there's not nine of them. Whatever. So okay, yeah. That was the, yeah. I mean, I like this movie a lot as a movie. I would actually, I'm going to rewatch this. I would give this movie like a 7.5. Yeah, I would agree with that. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We didn't really talk about this at the beginning, but, so we watched this in theaters, so we've both only seen it once. Yeah, so this was our second time. Okay. So, I do remember not being overly excited about it when I saw it in theaters, but I think that there is... For these movies, I think that I am maybe a little hypercritical. Yes. I wasn't hypercritical. Well, I kind of was about Shazam a little bit because the when we saw it in theaters, I was like, felt like that was like a kids movie. But I guess the more the second time that I watched it, I didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. The same thing about Birds of Prey. Obviously, didn't think it was a kids movie, but I think that I was a little like meh about it right. when we saw it in theaters. But upon a second watch, it's a good movie. You go in with a bad attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, but I do believe Shazam is a kids movie. Yeah. But I like it's big. Yeah. I just think that like when we were talking about Aquaman. Yeah. You know the overall theme of these movies is disappointment, and I feel like at some point now I just expect to be disappointed. So I think that that's why when I I saw this movie in theaters, I wasn't like super like, Oh my God, it's amazing. Right. Right. Well, and I think they're trying, I think they want to think, Oh, I know they, they they want to try to reboot everything by, I think they still want to do that flash movie with flashpoint. Um, cause Flashpoint in the comics and the cartoon and every, in the show reboots things and changes the timelines and shit like that. So I think they want to do that. But what's really nice is, did we ever talk about, oh, you and I talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it in here, but like the possibility of Michael Keaton being that Batman linchpin. No. Uh, yeah. Did we, we did mm-hmm. you, I don't know, but yeah. So, <laughs> so there are talks with Michael Keaton mm-hmm. to bring his Batman back, his Bruce Wayne back to be kind of like the linchpin of Flashpoint. Okay. Um, of like, kind of like the person who maybe fa- the f- connects with the Flash after the Flash changes like his future. Because like, Flashpoint is the same as the comic. I mean, as the, as the TV show Flat- with Flash is, you know, Barry saves his mom and then it's a completely different timeline and everyone's different and so all that stuff. brother's dead. Right. And all that. But then he fixes it, but then things are still yeah. changed. But I think what they want to do is, well, they want Michael Keaton to come back as Batman to be almost like the older Batman to try to bring people together. Very similar to what uh, Ben Affleck's Batman was supposed to be to right. bring people together to unite the seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, then, <laughs> but then they, but what they also, with rumors, and these are just rumors, I but um, it could be a doorway into a Batman Beyond. Okay. Which is all I want in my life is a Batman Beyond movie. It's just, I'm so excited about it because the older Batman trying to train a younger Batman. Batman. <laughs> it's just very cool. But then it, with Flashpoint, because you have all these different timelines, Barry could run into him and literally, figuratively, run into him and um, kind of help him see what he needs to see and then he has to let his mom die and stuff. So that's just... DC, but also DC has hurt us so many times <laughs> that I just don't know what if it's good or what's going to happen. Yeah. So, all right. So yeah. Well, so our so what we're going to do is we're going to do um, our next two episodes. Uh, we're each going to pick sort of a one-off. Yeah. Um, my one-off for the next episode was supposed to be Jonah Hex, but. We don't want to pay for it. I just we're, so we're trying to find it for free, but. So it's going to be something else. I don't know at this moment what it's going to be. Um, and then yours is going to be after that. You don't have to say it right oh, now. I'm so excited to. for mine. And then once we're done... Just to keep the listeners. Mine's going to be the Generation X Fox made-for-TV movie. <laughs> and I cannot wait. I taped this off... I'm not using the original tape that I taped it off TV from. I wore out my VHS of it. I watched it... All the time. It was... Because it was the only... Okay. We'll get into it when we get into it. And then you'll get a little glimpse into Younger Partner. And then, after that, we're going to kind of... We're going to do another series. And it's not technically comic book. Right. 
But people who think they're heroes, people who are heroes, yeah, anyone life heroes. heroes. Well, but yeah, life. but we're gonna do, do. Should we say it? Sure. We're gonna do the Mission Impossible series just because I've been jonesing to rewatch them, and, and also, so might as well talk about it. Yeah, the movies are amazing. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. So. <laughs> Ethan Hunt is a modern day superhero. Series. Well, Tom Cruise is a modern day superhero. He does all of his own stunts. Oh, come on. Let's not not jump on the Tom Cruise bandwagon. Let's not jump on the couch, if you will. (laughs) All right. Katie Holmes was in a Batman movie. She was. It's all connected. And people wanted Tom Cruise to be Iron Man back in the 90s. Cool. When when they were trying to cast 90s versions. Alright, anyway, um, I've been Allison. And I've been Parker. And this has been Insert Super Fun here.